Hey, if you suffered an injury in an accident and would like a free case review, make sure you call the super team at Daspit Law Firm. Free consultations are available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Dial 713-322-HURT. That's 713-322-HURT. Or you can go to the website, DaspitLaw.com. The silver boot is back in Houston. Yeah, it's official. Take down the boot again. The golden jug, the nickel hammer, the spittoon, wooden bucket, or some type of hoe, the garden arrangement, garden arrangement, the rickety plow, rickety plow, rickety plow, 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 rickety, rickety plow, plow. We play for silver boot. If I'm not mistaken, the silver boot originally was made of crystal. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's John and Lance. Watch out for music! This guy is crazy. Okay, raise these windows and get me that money! The silver boot resides here. It's here where it belongs. And boy, is it ever. Holy crap. Talk about a total butt kicking in Minute Maid North. You know, they play better there. That, you know, um, Rob Matwick was a major force in... Rob Matwick used to be ah, the Astros. Him. Yeah, Remember I haven't him? heard that name for his media relations. Well, he was a major force in Minute Maid Park That's right. being built. And what's the name of their stadium up there? Uh, loser Stadium? It was not. It's not loser per se, but it, it it's apropos. It's But I don't think that's what I they call it. I think it's called T-Mobile it's Stadium. T-Mobile? Or no. Cricket Stadium? Cri- <laughs> I don't know what it's called. It's a, it's where it's, well, it is a lot of, it's co- the Astro Stadium. It's a lot of copycat stuff. It, it is. It, no, it's, it was, and people were, when it was first, when it was first put up without the finishing touches on it, everyone was like, hey, that's Minute Maid North. Right. It looks just like Minute Maid. Well, Rob Matwick, who helped build Minute Maid and was instrumental in it, moved up there and was instrumental in, in that park as well. And boy, do the Astros own it. Holy crap. Now, how do you feel about Jose Abreu? Now, do you feel bad about all the things that you said about Jose Abreu over the last seven years? Well, I I didn't ever really talk about him until I thought he looked like a big, scary guy whenever the uh, Astros faced him in the playoffs previously, but he looked less scary this year. He is up to 13 home runs, uh, which is, I can tell you, there was a time where I never thought he would hit 13. Double digit. If you know, in about mid-June, if you said he'd have double-digit home Seemed runs. Seemed like a complete lie. Yeah, right. Um, his over-under for the year was like 20 and a half, I think, something like that, which he won't get to it, but still. I mean, he's he's well, literally everybody's hitting right now. You can't. And what do you have to say then about Martin Maldonado and your comments about Martin Maldonado? Are you ready to take back all the well, horrific right. things you one, said about him? He was one for four yesterday. He's another hit. Which is a way above his average. 14 you owe game hitting streak. Well, th- no, it's not. It's just a lie. No, it's not. <laughs> I want to see game. if I can sneak that by. No, you. he yeah, for he, a second you were letting me have it. I was like, wait, I'm, I don't know how many games in a row he's hit, but he seems like he's hitting quite a few in a row. Well, let's probably take like a look four. At how many games he's hitting? Probably a row. like Two. four. Two. Well, that's not bad. Yeah, that's not bad at all for him. What's his average up to? Oh, look at this. We're almost well, to 190. Oh, he's almost up to 190. That's right. From no. down in, in the 150s at one point. This guy is on a, I think he was 157 at his lowest. This guy right now is on a tear. Yeah, no, he's really. So apologies, please. Well, you owe us all an apology. Yeah, I'm just, if I have to apologize to Abreu, you apologize to Maldonado, the well, home run champ. He was actually, he had two hits in um, in May to get him from 131 to 156. So Yeah, that was yeah, yeah, early. Right, right, right. Uh yeah, in eight, no, that was in April. That was in April. Yeah, April he got was got down to one thirty one, and now he's up to you know one eighty nine. But he what got, is he in his last five though? Well, in me his, and Dell played this last, game while you were out. If you really look at guys over the yeah, last, last three, is a better his sample last size. five games. He is five for eight, thirteen, seventeen, five for seventeen, which is mm. unbelievable for him. That's all. We're, we're hitting yeah. all close to three hundred. Close. Yeah, right. Five for 17 is close to 300. How many home runs are those five? And, and oh, let's see. 40% of those he, hits he are home runs. two. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So, yeah. guess maybe you need to slow down on your anti-Maldonado. No, Dusty I... wins again. 39 runs oh. in a sweep. 
And Maldonado plays every game in the series. The coin has spoken. No, he didn't. The coin has spoken. Yiner played in the first game. Well, Maldonado probably pinch hit. No, he really didn't. Well, he should have. Pinch hit for Chaz. He, well, Ch- everybody's pinch hit for Chaz. Oh, hey, Chaz pinch hit last night and hit a homer. I know. Holy crap. This is the uh, coin has spoken. Listen, right now, Dusty, as a coin boy, he is red hot. By the way, Mason, we're waiting on Sebastian. Sebastian was walking super slow the car, and Mason goes, they're at the same high school. And I'm sitting there waiting. He goes, give me the coin. Heads, we jump them. Tails, we let them in the car. <laughs> And I said, you're not a coin boy. I'm a coin boy. Yeah. The coin I'm has a coin spoken. boy, too. I said, you're not a coin, coin boy. I'm a coin spoken. boy. And he flipped it, and it was tails. He goes, he's lucky. The coin, <laughs> know, the coin knows all. I said, it's the coin has spoken. The coin has spoken. That's all. That's what it is. All so right. Sebastian didn't get jumped by us for walking slowly. Well, that's car. good. Well, but now uh, you need to get jumped for what you said. Dusty just rolls his squad in there, scores 39, 39 runs in three runs. games, sweeps the Rangers, he just takes out his toothpick and just goes, <laughs> like when you have a sip of tea, he just takes his toothpick and goes, <laughs> and throws it on the ground and goes to the next one. No, no, no. What? And the numbers in that ass whooping, it's embarrassing. It's, it's like em- the biggest beating I've ever seen, ever seen the Astros put on somebody. Well, Brian McTaggart said, he did, he did say that the last night. He said, this is the biggest ass whooping I've ever seen. In a series, and I've been, he's been, how long has Brian McTaggart been covering the Astros? There is, it is unbelievable how awesome that team was. And, and, and there was no, there was zero drama in any game. It was Scherzer. That was Max Scherzer, Hall of Famer. One of the great pitchers in the game today. If you'd have said any either of those two guys, it was going to be Verlander or Scherzer that was going to get lit up and out by the fourth inning. It was going to be by the Verlander. Way, Scherzer didn't even look good. Like it's not like Scherzer, Scherzer's slider was just flat. was just flat yeah. and 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 slow and it ugh it looked terrible. I thought he looked really bad yesterday. I did not think he. It's not like he got beat on some bad pitches. Like I thought he just wasn't good. And the Astros just. They're in such a run right now. Jeremy Pena doesn't care about your feelings. Alex Bregman doesn't. Well, well Jeremy Pena never had to worry about anybody's feelings. Nobody, nobody was calling for uh, Jeremy looks like Pena's a, head. Yeah, he looks like a nice guy. Not me, Dale. What are you talking about? One guy did. Who? You did. You I were all over you. Jeremy Pena. Yeah. I what? You were all, all over, over Jeremy Pena. No, don't do the no, heart. You know, don't do, do the, the heart, heart thing. No, you can't do what the heart What am I doing now? right now? When you, I'm doing the heart. No, don't Del, do that. You, you weren't all, even working. RJ was here. If anyone can say that, it's RJ. It's no, not you. Th- I heard you throughout. Jeremy Pena Jer- gets, needs to get going. Jeremy Pena. He's not, yeah, he he's not what he was going. last year. I was trying to get rid of him. You're all over him. You I'm, said trade him. For, let the heart didn't, you, speak. didn't you want to trade him for Giolito? Didn't I remember you say that? No. Yeah, no, you that wanted was probably, to trade Pena for Yes. No, you guys are getting me mixed up with Jeremy Branham, who wanted a whole new team of players at the just well, like, oh, last if, week. If we're remembering correctly, you did say a lot of this. Maybe it's just not their year. Mm-hmm. I mean, I said, and I'm not sure it is, that they don't win a World Series the years. Oh, so that's that's how they're that's how they're yes, measured. Either, either if you it's win a not World, a World Series, Series win, you are a disappointment. What? If well, thank you. I, I agree. This whole season is a disappointment if it's not a World Series win, but it's going to be. Uh, you know, it's going to be Braves Astros World Series. I know you, I know like you I are. I know you are thinking this just like I am. At some point, I'm going to have to flip and start cheering some, at least some, for Seattle or Texas. <laughs> for what? Because if they win this division by six games, yeah, because we y'all can't, are never. We can't hear have that. At ever. some point, at some point, I need them to start. You know, oh well, he's reached like Seattle won yesterday. Well, he's reached a level of, of insufferable with me that no matter what he does from here on out, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't I mean, matter. it really he, doesn't he matter. He can do whatever he wants. I can't believe. And, uh, oh, well, I got text more, last night, boy. There's more I in the tank. I hope they win. I hope they win it by six. There's games more in the tank to shut you two up. There's shut more in the tank. Up about yeah. what? Shut, because because you were all, both doubters. You didn't even think they were going to win the division. He keeps both of making you. Both of you. No, I'm not. Who said everybody? Oh, they can't win the division. They can't win the division. Who said about winning the division? Yeah. Wait a minute. You were right there with us saying things like, yeah, it just doesn't look like their year this year. 
You oh did God. say that. I've said over and over you again said, how this was. You sat in that same chair before oh and said, it just God. doesn't you look like are, they're uh, here yeah, this And year. I've got bets out there that they'll win the division by six games. Well, you had drive for five last yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. And how, you had that bet, too, how that worked yeah. out. Yeah. Well, it didn't work out well, but you know what's going to work out well? This one. Mm. You're going to win this division by six. If okay. they, if they, you know, if they win by less than six, you are a disgrace. You know, yes. He owes everyone an apology. If they you do. owe people an apology. If, you, if they win by less than six, you, you need to say, I apologize. Don't it's say, gonna be, I got close. Well, I'm going to tell you what. It's going to be closer to six than not winning the division. Let me like tell you two. something. They this isn't horseshoes and hand grenades. Yeah, it is. If you gamble, let me tell you, if you had over 23 wins for the Rockets and you got to 22, I I couldn't just tell a guy, hey, listen, can you pay me? It's really close. Well, doesn't work. How about this? Since that Seattle game, since that Seattle game where Maldonado called the uh, players only meeting, where they got after they got swept, well, I'm gonna have to look this up, but it it says well, uh, KJ says he's twelve for thirty nine. Maldonado, Maldonado well, yeah, that that checks out because Maldonado's been he's been hitting. Yeah, Maldonado's and, been hitting. Literally, you can't get Astros out. And, I don't know who the who's the guy that's not hitting well right now. Uh, there are none. I said that to my dad. He goes, probably Jake. Like, yeah, I mean, probably Jake, but he's not getting a whole lot of at-bats. He goes, I think we may have seen the last of old Jake for very much now that Brantley's back. And I said, yeah, you got to find somebody else to get after now. Yeah, you? yeah, I think we, well, but look at, he puts Dubon in and Dubon comes up with a big hit. I, I, the coin is spoken. You've no, no. got to start acknowledging. When you, Dusty. Did you see the stat of all the center fielders? Chas McCormick has the third best is the third best offensive center fielder in the you game. You know who's second? And he can't even get on the field. Do you know who's second? Who's second? Mauricio Dubon. No, he's not. He's not second, but thank you. Um it, it's Chaz is the third best center fielder as far as uh, offensive center fielder. He's sitting two out of three games. Yiner's sitting, who should be rookie of the year, could be rookie of the year. If and he what's had the happening? Events. And people are still getting caved in. And, and, the, and the Rangers still got rinsed. And they still got crushed. The yeah, Rangers let, still got rinsed. Yeah, let's be clear. It's the Rangers who got caved in. Just three days ago, no one was hitting the baseball. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the Rangers took it. Yeah, the Yankees didn't take much. No. They didn't take much from the Astros no, offense. No, no, no. However... Uh, in the games that matter, and, not, and I'm not talking about Seattle at home either, in the games that matter other than Seattle, other than any home games, in the games that matter on the road, uh, just go ahead and, and get your bullpen up. Before the game starts, I want the bullpen warming up. And I want you getting a, 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 a shortstop or a center fielder stretched. I want you to start stretching his arm and having him ready by the fifth or sixth inning. Since the uh, team-only meeting, bullpen. since the Maldonado meeting, Ten and six, and now lead the division by a game over oh. Seattle and three over the Rangers. I mean, there are so many apologies that need to go out to Martin yeah. Maldonado, team leader, unofficial team captain. Well, and Dusty once again named him T captain. There's something about uh, he probably is, and and gut. Well, can we just can we just acknowledge that when Dusty's gut speaks <laughs> and the coin speaks in conjunction the- with each other. It is going to be a good move. Uh, Here we go again. Your manager just winning another division title, running away with it. How about in 28 – tomorrow night, Padres are here. Apple TV, awesome. <laughs> Great. Awesome. Doesn't get better than Apple people TV don't, games. People don't have to watch the home game. Uh, Apple TV Friday night, uh, Blake Snell. Out of his mom's basement, gonna yeah. be gonna be starting. I'm trying to beat him, man. I'm not trying to listen to that. In 28 starts, he's only given up 105 hits. I told you, ain't nobody paying attention because of Juan Soto. <laughs> All right, Blake. That's how Blake talks, by the way. You know he does. He actually does. You don't know that. He's got a two five ERA. Yep. Blake Snell is. A oh, real, Blake's had a great his, year. Uh, one two five ERA. He's given up 89 walks, but only 105 Wait, one, hits. Two, five, ERA. A 105 whip? hits in 28. That's pretty good. Well, games. I don't know if it's 125, but since it's a home game for the Astros, then it's, it is 125. Yeah. Just take off about a, a run off of every starting pitcher's ERA when they come to Minute Maid for the opposing team. That's true. That at least. True. It's Man. true. And then, you know. Six games at home. Will the Astros, okay, after six home games, will they be in first place? I just want to split three and three. That's it. That's all I want well, to split. Well, you got, well, the problem is here. The problem is that you've well, you got the have... Padres, 
who are not any good this year, and the A's who will kick your ass in your in your own stadium. One of four and two. <laughs> I'm not asking for much. Not asking for much. That's it. It's we're coming down to the end here, boys. You got Kansas City for six games. You got six games with Kansas City left. You got three with Oakland left. Three with San Diego. Three with Baltimore. Three with Seattle. Three with Arizona. And that's it. That's it. So it's coming down. Man, just please win four out of six. That's all we're asking for. We're not asking for much, are we? Uh, at home. Boy, it's so amazing that you're worried about home games, and that's simply the case. They're so much better on the road. That was, an, that was awesome. That was just a lot of fun, that series. Doesn't get any better. Robert Flores is going to join us in the bottom of the hour. We've got Josh Pate to talk college football. Dave Raymond is going to join us to talk about how much how uh, how unimpressive Jose Altuve is. And uh, he did go, by the way, Jose Altuve, 0 for 4. Dave Raymond was probably right. And <laughs> Or was he was he even more? What was he? No, he was 0 for 4. 0 for 4 last night. And then uh, we got five star giving us winners. He's actually it's kind of scary. Uh, after hitting three home runs in a row in one game, four home runs in a row, and three home runs mm-hmm. in three innings, he's actually gone zero for six now. How about that? Kind of a little bit of a scary run. No, for no, no. Too, I man. tweeted out last night. He's officially in a slump. Crane needs to step in. Yeah. Uh, let's let's talk right now about the game. Uh, not this Saturday, because oh, by the way, Brian McTaggart tweeted this out: limited tickets left for the Rice U of H game. Limited number of tickets in that big building at Rice Stadium. It's, wow, yeah, really? That's awesome. That is awesome. Well, guess what? We got to fill up TDECU Stadium. The Cougs are going to take on the national champion runner-up TCU Horn Frogs. They are going to be coming in here pissed. Now, I don't know who they got. There. I don't know who TCU has this week. But I'm going to tell you this: they're still going to be mad. Now, their defense is awful. We've seen the last two games. Oh my goodness, are they bad? So this is going to hopefully be a really fun offensive game. And you can buy a Cougar Paw package. Includes three games. You can select TCU as one of your games. Uh, the package is only sixty six dollars for three games. It does not include Texas. Get your tickets today. Go to uhcougars.com/tickets or call seven one three go Cougs. It's the start of the Big 12 regular season schedule at TDECU Stadium, and we got to fill it up. We want way more fans than TCU has here, so let's go. Spirit of Houston is going to perform. Got Cougar Alley before the game, LED TV, Bud Light Backyard, the Coke Fan Zone, and more. Entertainment by the cheerleaders, the Cougar Dolls, and Chest and Sasha. Look, let's get out there. Let's come early, be loud, wear red. UHCougars.com or 713. Go Cougs. John plus Lance equals a damn good start to your day. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's John and Lance. I mean, look, I you know, as a starting pitcher, you know, your, your job is to carry the momentum. Um, you know, our offense made it pretty easy on us this series. Um, you know, so obviously when you're staked with a big run lead, you just kind of want to eat up innings and try to keep the team off the board as much as possible and um, was able to do that. Speaking of eating... And that was Justin Verlander, by the way, courtesy of Brian McTaggart or the Astros. Brian McTaggart. Thanks, Brian McTaggart. Brian McTaggart is a source of a lot of our uh, our sound, and uh, we appreciate him. So um, Chandler Rome, Chandler Rome was the one who wrote that it is no secret in the locker room that Dusty does not like Chaz McCormick. Oh, it was a while back. Yeah, it was a while back. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. And then Dusty confronted who. Uh, who wrote that? Who said I don't like? I wonder. Chaz I wonder McCormick. where that came from. Is yeah. what he said, and he looked right at yeah, he right, leaned right. towards Chandler. Right, right, right. And now Chandler Rome has written about this morning in the Athletic. Chandler Rome has written about Chas McCormick's playing time, in which he's got a better OPS, fifty points higher than Julio Rodriguez, who Dusty says you just pencil in every game, and then he also. He also talked about Chaz McCormick. Is there are six guys who have more at bats, and if Jose Altuve had been healthy all year, he'd be another guy that had more at bats than Chaz, right? There would be a, and Michael Brantley would have more at bats than Chaz. Um, where is Jordan? Jordan might be one of them, although Jordan has missed a lot of time. Yeah, well, Jordan's not, not, no, yeah, probably no not. way. Chaz McCormick. Uh, is a guy who just can't see the playing field. He hit another home run last night. Well, now, okay, so how many games do you think he started um, 
in in the last and since the All Star break, there's been 50 games. How many games do you think he started? Uh, of the 50 games, probably 40, 42, 42. So I mean, we say you know, but he sat four, uh, four. He sat four games here recently, two here. And he well, he just got in the I mean, he got a pinch hit. You're, you're counting that as no, one of the forty two. Oh, starts. starts. So it's more than you know to make it sound like he never gets in games. No, no, no. But he but does start. Recently, he just sat against the Yankees, well, and he no, sat against the left hander, who he's one of the best hitters in baseball against left handers. There's just no reason for him to sit. No, there's no reason, and, and apparently, Dusty kind of denied this, uh, but people in the organization told Chandler on background. They didn't want to be quoted because they're not authorized to, but he said he had more than one person say the issue right now is Dusty doesn't like his weight. And Chandler's about 220 pounds. Uh, not Chandler. Uh, McCormick's Chandler's about 220. much smaller than that. Yeah. McCormick's about 220. He gained weight after his stint, his rehab stint. Um, he said he played at about 210 last year and was way too light. Yep. He usually plays about 214 to 216. And he didn't even like that. He said he said he was too light then. He says right now I'm, I'm at 220, and, and he usually loses weight during the season, and he says he feels good about keeping the weight on. And look at the results offensively. Well, I mean, now, I will say this. Dubon ran down a ball, not last night, but the night before, that I was like, ooh, that is really, really good that a bigger Chaz McCormick might not have gotten to. Well, so his speed, yeah. Chandler Chandler said his speed is down from 28.6 feet. What is it? What is the coverage here? They've got his uh, his speed coverage is down from 28, 28.1 28.1 to 28.6. So that is, uh, I mean, you know, that's a difference, but it's not a substantial difference. Mm-hmm. It's, it's 28.1 to 28.6 in uh, per second when he sprints. Uh, half a second, uh, yeah. I mean, I guess that I don't know. Uh, is that a lot? I'm not sure. Um, so he's got the third highest OPS on the team, and and he again sat two games here, sat two games against the Yankees, and you know that that is it is a big question. He it, sat two games here, but I mean, I guess the counter would be okay. They scored 39. Yeah, right. They scored 39 right, in three right, games. Right. I mean. Did they get to double digits in the two he sat? Yes, they did. Well, and I've said this. I said this before. I think Yiner, and and I th- you add McCormick to this. I think now there you, you mentioned the people behind the scenes to say there is a level of frustration in the front office about Chaz McCormick, and I would imagine there's a level of frustration about Yiner Diaz oh, as yeah. well. There's got to be. Well, I don't. I, I do. I, I really don't think. And I, I, you know, I'm hoping Dusty gets a, another World Series title here. I think anything short of World Series title, because of the frustrations about that, because the team is letting Dusty play who he wants to play, and how they're they're clearly not stepping in, or Diaz would be playing ahead of Maldonado earlier, um, just because that's how teams operate. Younger player who's got more talent, and and who follows. Now they don't follow; they're not as anal- analytically driven as decision makers previously, because all the data would suggest that, and yet. I think the Astros managers have been allowed to, uh, under Leno, under Click, and now under Dana Brown, I think they allow managers to manage. Yep. I don't think that they they give them. Now, it just so happened that when you had Luneau, he I mean, when you had AJ, you know, he's all in with the data. He was fine with the data. Dusty is not as driven by the data. No, and here's what he except said. Except when he wants to use it as a. Here's what Dusty had to say about you, but asked directly by, by Chandler. It's not all about OPS. It's not all about hitting. And I'm a hitter. But this is a total game. If you're going to win, you know what I mean? You want to give yourself as many options and categories to win the game. Now, hitting wins games usually, but other areas of the games is what loses you one-run games. And don't do this and don't do that. I know everybody wants Chaz to play. And it's the same thing with with, uh, with DS. I mean, he has said it time and it, but you're going to thank him. You're going to thank him. I- Respect for Dusty saying all that. I may not yep. necessarily agree with it, and, I, and he's not coming out and telling you exactly what he wants to say. There's something about Chaz's professionalism, or something that bothers Dusty. Maybe it's as much as maybe it's just defensively he thinks it is not as good. But listen, we got a break right now. We have lots of time to do that. Robert Flores from the NF, uh, from uh, MLB Network is going to join us here in just a second. So we'll get Robert Flores' thoughts on. Uh, his hometown Houston Astros as well. Let's talk about underdog fantasy. Let's talk about underdog fantasy. Let's talk about the company who makes it so easy for you to enjoy football on a completely different level. And I tell you what I'm going to do today. If you guys use my promo code, 
and my promo code is obviously Lance. If you sign up today, um, I am going to get you into, I'm creating a, an event for this weekend, and we are going to play underdog fantasy against each other. We're going to have a secret little, you'll get an invite from me. And you know what? If you already have an underdog account, hit me up too. I don't care. We'll make it a, uh, we'll, we'll try to get about six different people involved in this draft. And we are going to, six to eight. But if you're someone new, make sure you tell me uh, that you are in, and I will invite you to a competition this weekend, and we will do a daily fantasy draft for the the weekend's matchups. And you guys are going to love it. And you use promo code Lance, you're going to get up to a hundred dollars back in your first deposit. So whatever you deposit, they'll match up to the first one hundred dollars. So you put two hundred dollars in, you're going to find three hundred dollars total in your account. That's a pretty cool hookup for you. But you have to use promo code Lance. Once you do that. Hit me up in direct message on Twitter, and I will get back with you with an invite to the link, uh, and we will have our draft, and we will watch and fade the games together and see uh, uh, see who is the very best at this fantasy football thing. It's underdog fantasy. Make sure that you go to the app and download it and use promo code Lance. You must be 18 or older and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play, call 800-GAMBLER and visit uh, ncpgambling.org. Houston is all systems go. You're back in the Veritex Community Bank Studios with John Granado and Lance Zerline. All right, welcome back. 730 ESPN 97.5 and 92.5 bringing in MLB Network, a fan of he is no, 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 no. He is. He is. I'm not somebody calling him a fanboy. He grew. No, he grew up with the Astros, but he is a completely objective baseball no, analyst who tells the truth about baseball. Well, he does do what that. he does is, and it's an objective opinion. It's not rooted in fandom. It's rooted in actual play on the field. You ever seen his tweets? He's a. He's he's, te- oh, he's telling the truth. Yes, he's telling. No, he is telling the is truth. Is this the truth, Robert Flores? That the Astros are the first team in Major League Baseball history to have fifty hits and sixteen home runs in a three-game series. The first team in history. Mordecai Brown, Tinkers to Evers to Chance. The the twenty-seven Yankees. It goes all the way back to grown men who could pitch double headers. Back-to-back by themselves in the history of the game. The Astros are the first team to do that. That sounds right. Yeah, sure. Yep. Uh, so he named MLB Metrics that, said that. I, I do know that the, uh, you know, I, I knew that the 16 homers were a franchise record. And, uh, yeah, I, I just couldn't believe what I was watching uh, the last three nights. Uh, n- not because of you know, this offense isn't capable, but just the, the, the sheer destruction that they uh, wreaked against the uh, the entire Rangers uh, pitching staff. I, I believe, I, I, I'm not sure if this is accurate, but I, I think the only pitcher that had a scoreless appearance uh, against the Astros in the three games was uh, LeClerc and Austin Hedges. I, I think I have that. I think I have that right, but that just shows you that no matter who the Bruce Bochy was throwing out there, um, they, they had an answer for uh, throughout the three games. It was a, a total ass-whooping, and it was complete. The Rangers, man, is this the same team that was a top-five hitting and pitching team yeah. just a month ago? What in the heck has happened to them? Well, I, I think it just speaks to a, a couple of things. Um you know, it won. Baseball is a long, long season, and what is happening in May is not necessarily going to be happening in September. And I, I think we've seen it, you know, from the opposite end, from the Astros. Um, you, you know, kind of a, an up and down season, a little bumpy, less consistent that we've seen in years. And, and now they're seemingly sitting to hit their stride at, at the right time. As far as the Rangers, it's the pitching. Namely, the starting pitching. Uh, the bullpen was already a weakness, and uh, one of our analysts uh, I, said that you know the best way to keep a uh, one of the best things about a bullpen is to keep them in the bullpen because the more you have to show them against hitters, uh, it, it's going to it, it's going to come back and haunt you. And and the Rangers bullpen is is was already a weakness, and now it's being exposed even further. 
15 of their last 19 they've lost. What a stretch. This team looked like a juggernaut and was right there for the right. best record in, in the league. And look at where they are now. Holy cow, it's just, it's just really bad. There's a lot of talk here. And, and let me ask you this from a national yeah. perspective. We've got a lot of talk here about Yiner, about Chaz, <laughs> yeah. about the frustration level. I mean, right. it's hard to argue with Dusty after what had just happened. And, but but yeah. let's not forget the Yankee series, just the previous series. So, But but the frustration level, are you somewhat frustrated with the Yiner and Chaz situation? I think that it is a – I think there's a lot of layers to this. One, I think it's overstated a little bit. I understand people's frustration and fans questioning – why and, and, and the lineup and, and things like that. Um, but I think it's a little overstated. I mean, in some circles of Astros Twitter, uh, Martin Maldonado uh, is responsible for every loss in the history of the franchise, even before he got to the Astros. You know, like everything is blamed on Martin Maldonado. Uh, but, but that being said, um, there, there. It's it's time. It it, it it's time. Uh, now, Martin had a pretty good offensive series himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Yainer Diaz is. I mean, that that is a special hit tool to have back there. Um, I don't know all what goes into Justin Verlander and Framber Valdez and how that works with. Hey, we'd like to have Yainer Diaz behind the plate. So I, I don't know the dynamics of that. They certainly have a say and a large say in, in who they're throwing to, I imagine. Um, but it's, And Chaz McCormick, uh, like I said, it, it's, it's getting time where uh, those two guys need to be in the lineup more than what they are. I, I don't know how much more. But for me, it's it's more. Yeah. Well, there's a good article this morning by Chandler Rome in the Athletic about the Chaz situation, and one of it is has to do. Some of it uh, might have to do with his weight. He's up to 220, but look at how much better he's hitting. He says he feels so much better and stronger. Comes in last night and rakes a ball. He golfs one out. And he's got t- 20 bombs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so does Yiner. Bombs. 20, uh, and the same with Yiner. Yeah, yes. 20 yeah. plus, and they're not everyday players. Um, you know, I, I've I've always been a big fan of Chaz McCormick. Um, he is a he is a late bloomer, right? And um, I I think that you've got to find a way to uh, to keep both of those guys in the lineup more often than not. And and it's, it's a good problem, right? Because look at what Michael Brantley has done. So I, I just like setting aside the little mini controversy with Diaz and McCormick, I, I like just the different options that Dusty now has at his disposal. That being said, for me, those two guys need to be in the lineup more. Yeah, you know, the real key, I mean, it just seems like lurking in the background. I, it's, watching this level of offense has been unbelievable. It's so much yeah. fun. However, lurking in the background is the knowledge that um, – I don't worry as much about Verlander. It was another good start yesterday – but it's the knowledge of something has happened to Christian Javier. Uh, Fromber, mm-hmm. every once in a while, the guy with 26 straight quality starts, has some ups and downs now, some some very drastic ups and downs. And then yeah. Hunter Brown is just not the same Hunter Brown. This is uh, That's lurking in the background. A team built on starting pitching and relief pitching last year, it's not as consistent. Uh, and we know that's what wins games in the postseason. Yeah, uh, e- even with this offensive barrage, um, Justin Verlander's his stuff is not what it once was, and and that's not saying that it's still not good enough because I think it is. Um, but it, it's the other guys behind him. Tromber, I thought pitched very well. Um, he threw more fastballs than than you normally see because the score was so out of hand, and that just shows that that that's a smart pitcher, right? That that's a guy that knows what he's doing. Uh, Christian Javier, I, I don't know what's been the difference obviously the results are quite different than they than they were last year i actually thought there were a lot of encouraging signs against the yankees in his last start mm-hmm. he was he was efficient he was his pitch count was in a good spot but there was that one inning uh gives up the bomb to jason dominguez so he is 
uh, he's not what he was last year. Can he find it? Can he turn it on? Sure. Absolutely. Anything's possible. Hunter Brown, you're right. I don't know what to expect. JT France, for the most part, <laughs> I mean, he is, he's been their most – you can make the case, and I've said it for all along, J.P. France, I know he had a clunker a couple of starts ago. He's been their most consistent starter throughout the season. I mean, you could really make that case. Absolutely. Uh, it, it has been six innings, seven innings. He's not going to blow you away. The strike, he's not going to strike out double digits. He's going to keep you in the ballgame. Six, six innings, uh, one run, four strikeouts. Seven innings, two runs, three strikeouts. I mean, that's all you need. That's what you're looking for. I'm actually feeling better about the bullpen here recently because yeah, yeah. They, they haven't been used as much uh, as they as they were earlier in the season. Robert Flores, MLB Network, with us here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Great friend of the show, great friend, uh, great, great, uh, great supporter of, city. of, yeah, of Houston in general. 12 of the next 15 are at home. Yeah. That's scary. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> That's Uh-oh. awful. Yeah, I, I don't, I can't explain it. It's weird. I don't know what to what to attribute it to. Now, if you want to kind of drill it down to one individual player, Jose Abreu's numbers on the road mm-hmm. as opposed to at home are pretty drastic. I think he's only hit uh, three, four homers at home, and how many home runs does he have in a season? Fourteen, something got, like that. Yeah. He just hit two yeah. last night, right? And, and like the rest are on the road. Yeah, I, I know he told Eduardo Perez uh, from ESPN that he has trouble seeing the ball at Minute Maid. And when I heard that, I was like, "Wow, that's interesting." And two, shouldn't you have checked that before you signed a multi-year deal? <laughs> well, he said this is what he said. Uh, Eduardo Perez said he asked Centron why uh, Alex Centron why. Jose Abreu struggles, and he was told he can't see the ball out of the pitcher's hand because of the Budweiser party deck to the left of the hitter's eye. That's um, now shut it down, shut it down, shut the shut the shut the Budweiser party deck down. Well, yeah, are other guys having the same issue? Is it a Coors Light party deck? No. I I, I mean, if if you look at what they've done on the road as opposed to at home, I would say maybe he's not the only one. Apparently, it only affects right-handed hitters. Um, now Jose Altuve, because Eduardo was uh, Perez was talking about this. Jose Altuve doesn't have those issues because of the height. With his height, he doesn't quite have that party deck in his sight line. So I, I can understand that being an issue. On the other hand, I will counter. There's a lot of opposing teams that have not had those issues seeing the ball at the <laughs> park. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, look, it's never just one thing, right? But um, they need to figure it out because the Padres, as dysfunctional as they are, they've got superstars up and down the lineup, and they can go off for a couple of games and really kind of wreck your chances of winning a division title. So um, I know they got the Padres at home. They got the Blue. Uh, they got the Toronto. Uh, sorry, the Baltimore Orioles at home. And I believe they finish with the Mariners and the Diamondbacks on the road. Correct. So um, that that's going to be that's going to be fun. I, I think actually another part of this, I, I think this particular group and those veterans and all those dudes in that clubhouse, they love going into opposing ballparks. I think that gets their juices really going. It's, they've been hardened over the last handful of years and all the things that they've heard and witnessed on the road, and they've won big games there. So. Um, I, I think that really gets their juices going. Robert Flores, MLB Network. What's going on over there? What, what do we we got? Anything that we want to promote? Um, let's see. We got MLB Central at uh, in about fifteen minutes. And um, what yeah. else we got? That's it. That's all we got. Oh, worry. oh, tomorrow, tomorrow we're announcing uh, the nominees for the Roberto Clemente Award. Uh, that'll be on MLB Central at nine thirty uh, Houston time in the morning tomorrow. Okay. All right, that's tomorrow morning right there on MLB Network, the Clemente Award nominees. Robert Flores, as always, thought you, you know what? This is a great time to bring you in because this is, uh, you know, baseball and you are a foremost authority and this team looking so good. A game lead over Seattle now and three over the Rangers after that butt whooping in Texas. We appreciate it, Robert, as always. Thanks, man. Let's do it again soon. 
All right. Sounds good, guys. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Robert. Bye-bye. Robert Flores. Robert Flores right here on ESPN 97.5. First time, uh, I think KJ sent me this. Somebody on Twitter sent me this. First, so it's got to be true. First time in nine years that Scherzer has given well, up seven earned runs. Not counting the postseason. He gave up seven against San Diego in the in, in the playoffs last year. That guy sucks. Yeah. I mean, well, okay. Yeah. Scherzer's so overrated. <laughs> well, yeah. He gave up seven earned runs against the pods. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, based on recent history, he is not a very good pitcher. Right. I saw yesterday. No, he's not. He's awful. And whoever... I, Whoever thinks he's a Hall of Famer now after that. Yeah. Well, that was, it wasn't a Hall of Fame performance. No. 50, 50 hits and 16 home runs in three games. First time in Major League Baseball history that that's happened in a three-game series. 50 hits. I mean, 50 hits, you're already over 16 hits a game, Mm-mm. which is a tremendous number. But then you get to you get to 16 home runs. You're averaging over five homers a game. This is insane. It's unbelievable. It's an insane amount to carry for That's three right, straight Tim, games. Cub fan Timmy, that is unbelievable. One short of the record for the Astros. They had 17 in a series once. Wow. Yeah. 17 homers in a series. Uh, and the runs, 50. That's It's the most outstanding baseball team ever. Uh, seventeen. It was back in seventeen in two thousand seventeen. They had uh, yeah. again in a series. They had seventeen. The Astros did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, time for me to talk about. Well, you want to talk about that um, team could hit now. Unbelievable. How about Houston Powder Coaters? Let's talk about them. Houston Powder Coaters is is fantastic. Houston Powder Coaters is going to take care of whatever issue that you people have, and you could have issues with boat parts that are rusted out. You could have issues with car parts that are ru- rusted out, wheels, lift kits, bumpers, any car part that you know you need, you want it to look new again. Feel good. How, how do you feel about, you know, running around on on rusted out uh, car parts? Not good. Not good. How about let Houston powder coaters coat that, get rid of that rust, coat it, make it look like new again. Patio furniture that's rusted out, that's broken. You need straps, slings. You need it repaired. They do that. Picking it up uh, and delivering it back to you absolutely free. Doesn't matter where you are, Galveston, Huntsville, Baytown, Crosby, Mount Bellevue. It doesn't matter. They'll come to you. They'll come to you if you have a business and you have something that's too big to be moved to Houston Powder Coaters. They will do it right there on the spot. Hundreds of colors to choose from. You're going to love it. You're going to love the process. You're going to love everything the Houston Powder Coaters do, does for you. You will probably deal with Rob and tell her you heard it right here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. HoustonPowderCoaters.com, 281-676-3888. You're back in the Veritex Community Bank Studios with John Granado and Lance Zerline. All right, 750 ESPN, 97.5 and 92.5. If you want to get in here, 713-780-3776, the number to hang with us. A couple of notes. How about Nick Bosa's contract? Wow. I guess he won. The big, yeah, I mean, he leveraged it. But now the big concern is, you know, when you pay defensive tackle, the big concern is anytime you're paying a defensive lineman, that amount of money, um, because this is a new, this is a new uncharted waters. This is a, a huge contract with huge guaranteed money. Now the question is, if you get the quarterback right, you're going to have two players up over the thirty million, and that's before you even get to, you know, Debo Samuel is going to want more money. Brandon Ayuk is going to want more money. It's, uh, it's eventually Trent Williams may want more money. Trent Williams is already the highest paid. Exactly. Yeah. The, how does that matter? Yeah, right. Chris Chris Jones already had a new contract, and he wants he wants more. Chris Jones actually may come back and play. They they think that there's a chance he'll end up playing, but I don't see how he could play tonight. Yeah, it's impossible. Yeah. he hasn't practiced at all. He's like, I just want a raise. That's all. He tried to redo. I just want to get a raise. That's all. It's no big deal. But um, mm. it is going to be. It's going to be interesting to see what happens salary cap wise with some of these deals because at some point. When the money, when you're giving a certain player a certain position more money than you ever have, you're taking it from another position. Mm-hmm. 
So it gets hard to maintain your, your status as a great team. It's really hard. I saw an article pointing out this could be a Rams-like debilitating deal like with uh, Aaron Donald. For as great as Aaron Donald is, once you pay a defensive lineman that much money and you're already paying a quarterback a lot of money. Now, San Francisco's not paying a quarterback a no. lot of money. But now that that deal got done, I think Chris Jones is going to get an extension. But I think the Chiefs want to avoid that because they understand, man, we've got Kelsey, we've got Mahomes, we, you know, we'll have rookie corners that will be coming up at some point. So... It, it, it will be it will be challenging. Well, uh, you know, the, the listen. This is how you allocate your money, though, right? It goes quarterback first. It goes left tackle. It goes pass rusher. That's how you're allocating your money if you're going to win football games. And they've got the pass rusher now. And Bosa is uh, he's he's fantastic. Well, he's fantastic. It's unusual to have a tackle as good as uh, as Chris Jones. You know that that's that's a different way to allocate your money. There's certainly, that's been that has not been a position that has dominated like Aaron Donald, like Chris Jones is, like I'm, I'm telling. You, I think I think Jeffrey Simmons is going to get. He's oh gonna, yeah, he well, is. All those guys. Yeah. Well, well, not all of them. A lot of them got money. Quentin Williams got money this yeah. offseason. Yeah. So they've been paying those guys yeah. and, the, and the guys that have not paid. Well, if you can pass rush from that position, yeah, and that's oh, you're boom, so yeah. valuable, and wow. that's affecting. Like Christian Wilkins is a guy who is up for a deal, but the Dolphins have said, well, you don't. You are run stuff. You don't pass rush like these guys, so we're not going to pay you what it's you, completely what changed. You want. Like yeah. you got to be able to pass protect. Yeah. You got to be able to rush the passer. You got to be able. I mean, you got to be if you're running back. You must be able to play all three downs. They've really gotten fine. So where analytics has made the biggest difference in football, people talk about analytics, and they. I don't know if they're saying it as much now, like pretending like there's no analytics in football because there is. There's actually a lot, but they've really used um, analytics to fine tune salaries on a lot of organizations to really fine-tune, okay, what is most valuable? This is most valuable at every position, these these skill sets. And so if you do it, you get paid. If you don't do it, you don't get paid. It's become a it's become a yes no proposition where uh you know you must you must perform a certain task. Why running backs, if you do not, if you're just a two down back, you can forget it. You'll get grinder money, but it ain't gonna be long term. And it's not going to be, you know, other than Derrick Henry, who's kind of a, a freak show, he's never been. You know, there's never been a player like Derrick Henry that big, that fast. But if you're a linebacker who doesn't cover, or you're you're not a great rusher, what value do you have? Yep. Yep. Oh, ooh, you can stop the run. They don't care anymore. They 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 do care about stopping the run, but you're not going to get a lot of money. Mm-mm. The other NFL story that came out yesterday was uh, Peyton Manning can't find anybody that wants to do quarterbacks. He can't find, and there's no one that will do the show this year. They all feel like it's going to uh, be too big a demand. And he goes, MVP last year, Patrick Mahomes. Super Bowl winning quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. And the guy who benefited the most, Kirk Cousins. Yeah. From a Q rating standpoint. Right, right, right. But everybody, is. they don't want it to be a distraction, so Peyton Manning can't find. What a great idea. What, What a great show it was. A really good show. Uh, and the insight that you get of being an NFL quarterback, holy cow! But nobody wants nobody wants to do it. I could see, uh, yeah, uh, Justin Fields. He 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 was one of the first guys saying, "Nah, I just got I got to get. I want to be good this year. I, I can't put. I can't have that distraction." See, and it would be so great to watch it, but it is a distraction. I mean, you've got you obviously have cameras in your, and some of these guys want to live their life and don't want their private life. You know, especially if if it's a young guy who likes to live life, you don't want people judging what you're doing off the field either. So it's really easy when you have three family guys. Yeah. That was really easy. Justin Fields, that man doesn't have a family. That man's family is the is whatever he's got going on, girlfriend, not girlfriend, or whatever. You think he wants that out there? Because then people will just say he doesn't care about football. Yeah. He just cares about partying and being with girls. Well, that's, you know, you might do that on a on a night. On a, on, a, on a night during the week. Maybe you actually have a lady friend come over. Do you want them seeing the Uber? Do you want quarterbacks there looking out of the window and here comes the Uber with a girl getting out or maybe two? And they're like, just, I'll tell you this much about the Fields kid. We saw this in Netflix. He doesn't care as much about football. He cares about these girls getting out. I know what he cares about. I saw it on, I saw it on quarterbacks. <laughs> That's what sports talk will yeah. We'll, we'll focus on. Oh, absolutely. And this is a big year. Like, year three, if he didn't get it done, 
Ryan Poles is looking for a new quarterback. Well, and, and in this quarterback draft, all of these guys got a lot of pressure. These young guys got a lot of pressure. Joe Burrow, just do it. To come through. We want to see Joe. I want to see Joe Burrow's life. So, Joe Burrow, just do it. Here's no, the ones Joe. I'm going to mandate. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. And then Joe's probably got a different one leaving in an Uber well, every well, night. Jo- Joe uh, Namath. You're um, yeah. your appreciation for Joe's gets a little weird sometimes. I'm just going to yeah. say. But Josh Allen has a Hollywood actress. We want to see her. Going yeah. to a game or and something, he's or in the summer, how they the, met and stuff like that. I'm not sure they're still together, but they were during the summer. We want to see that. Yeah, and Ryan Tannehill. Why? Ooh, <laughs> Can no. you imagine? Why would we want? Because he's playing a role in Marcus Mariota. No, we don't. No, want he's to a see start. That. Well, I guess Ryan, I guess Marcus started. Well, he started. For a bit yeah, last year. And he had quarterbacks. But honestly, Ryan Tannehill is the closest thing you get to Marcus Mariota. Uh, Josh Allen would be. Is a joke. Nobody's nobody's Kirk Cousins out of that group, but. No, I don't want Ryan Tannehill. Uh, Brock Purdy. <laughs> Brock Purdy. We'll do Brock Purdy, Josh Allen, and and Joe Bur- uh, and uh, Joe Burrow. There you go. Boom. I just named it. That's it. Or Geno Smith. Geno might be a good one. Yeah. Geno's in for ha- needs to have a big year to keep that job. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, Russell Wilson. The most nah, interesting no, would be no, no. Actually, Russell Wilson's never. They never corny. said the most interesting in Russell no, Wilson. Tor- too corny. All right, seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Josh Pate joins us. Bottom of the hour. Dave Raymond at the top of the next hour. Right here on ESPN ninety seven five ninety two five five stars. Going to give you winners at uh, at nine thirty two. Give me the vin dot com. We were supposed to be. You know that we were going to do the shows from uh, from up there. John Clay Wolf wanted us to use his studio. Oh, that's right. And we were going to do the shows up there, go to the games and everything. Can you imagine a beat how, I, I wonder how John Clay Wolf feels today about the ass whooping. You know what? He, how he feels? He doesn't care like most Rangers fans. No, he does. They're just waiting for Cowboys well, no, season. They, you know they pretend to be Rangers they, fans now this year. My son went to the game last night. It's seven dollars. Astro- Seven dollars. It's astroed up. Did it's, you see yeah, how many Astros fans up. are in there? Well, give me the vin.com. It's located up there. He's got his studio up there, lives up there, but he buys your cars down here. Houston has been a great market for give me the vin.com. Give me the vin.com is uh, and he's he's got the longest running show here on the station at give me the vin.com. It is sorry, call you know what? Go to give me the vin.com and say, Hey John Clay Wolf, how'd that taste? Fifty runs. 50, or 50 hits or 16 homers, what whatever you, what, the case may be. What do you think be. the taste was? A thousand runs they scored. Did it taste like – what do you think it tasted like? It, ta- it tasted sour. It tasted yeah, – It tasted terrible. Awful. It tasted terrible for it the t- Rangers yeah. and it John It tasted Clay like Wolf. it had asparagus in it. That's what it tasted Whoa. like. Oh, that's what it tasted like, John Clay Wolf. Give me the vin.com. You want to sell your car to John Clay Wolf? Yes. You know what? We worked them there. Work them with your your car, too, at GiveMeTheVin.com.